0: The game is over when the final buzzer sounds. The analysis ends when you say it does. This is Overtime Open Line. Interviews, analysis, and your opinion. Oilers Hockey is brought to you by Osmond Auction. And now, the Canadian Brewhouse Overtime Open Line. Here's Reed Wilkins on Oilers Radio. 6.30 chair. He's
1: got it in the corner. Waiting, centering, dry subtle shot. What a save, Reimer. Rebound behind the net! Charles oh. huddle got it back! Ten seconds to play! Centers! One-timer scores! Connor McDavid is tying the
0: game! With eight seconds to play! It's three-all
1: at Rogers. Connor McDavid left to right. Starts out left. Cuts to the middle. Loads. Fires and scores! Top right corner. And now all can. Camp- Talbot needs is one save and this game belongs to Edmonton. Barkoff to keep Florida's hopes alive. Talbot needs a save to win it. Barkoff in over the blue line between circles. Shoots off the post. This game is over. David ties him with eight seconds. The
2: It is a dramatic victory for the Edmonton Oilers. 4-3 against the Florida Panthers tonight. A game in which the Oilers struggled to generate much on the attack, but they get the tying goal with eight seconds to go. A lot of chances in the three-on-three overtime. And then in the shootout, they score on both their opportunities. Both Florida chances fail to beat Cam Talbot. Thanks a lot for tuning in tonight. It is 10-13. We are live in Studio 99, Oilers Hockey, presented by Osmond Auction. It's Canadian Brewhouse Overtime Open Line, along with Rob Brown. I'm Reed Wilkins. Well, man, Borgstrom gets that double deflection goal with 5.58 left. It's a night where you just feel like you're waiting for the Oilers to get something going, and they couldn't. And, <laughs> and you're thinking uh, an, an abysmal offensive performance, and then you're looking at maybe losing on a, on a goal like that. And then to top it off, for the second time in the last couple weeks, Leon Dreisaitl is denied on a game-tying opportunity by a glove save in the final seconds. And, 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 I mean, it looks like it's slipping away, and then suddenly the best player converts and ties it.
3: Well, as we were just talking upstairs with Bob, if I'm the Florida Panthers, how is Connor McDavid standing by himself in front of the net? Like, there's 10 seconds to go in the game, tackle him sit on top of them in front of them, take the penalty, who cares? Uh, it's a reason that the Florida Panthers are struggling like they are. you got to give credit, too, to, to Alex Chason. The one reason that he's out there, well, there's a couple reasons he's out at the end of a hockey game. One, the net front presence, but also keeping plays alive. And we've talked about that a lot with Alex. He, he was just a little tip puck. Just he took the absorb the hit. He got held in the corner, which also took a defenseman away from the front of the net. And he was smart to stay there with the defenseman, keep him behind the net. Gets it to to Leon. So a smart play by Chase on. And I think Hitch also felt that there was nothing going on in that hockey game. Uh, you see the ice time. McDavid almost 28 minutes. Drysaddle almost 29. Nurse he plays almost 32 minutes in the hockey game tonight. They went with the best players and, and Hitch eventually loaded up Nuge, Drysettle and McDavid together and it was it was though that line was out there. They were trying to get a goal and then when they came off he would throw whatever three was next just to give those guys a breather then go back out with them again. And it's not a recipe for success over the long haul and there's a lot of things that Hitch is going to have to work with the team on and a lot of video they're going to have to watch. But. They found a way to get two points in a game that it looked like they were getting zero. That was a huge, huge comeback win for the Edmonton Oilers. Hopefully that'll set them up for a nice homestand.
2: The Oilers had just 18 shots in regulation time. Now three of them went in, so that, that helps them get into overtime and eventually into the shootout. But what was going on with, with the lack of the attack? I and mean, we were talking about a little bit before the game about the lack of zone time the Oilers have been getting. And, and, and then tonight, I mean, this might have been the, the least
3: offensive zone time they've had all season. Uh, Florida did a good job. Uh, the Oilers just, they didn't get pucks in deep. Uh, they didn't get guys in front of the net. They w- lost battles in the corner when, when there was a 50-50 chance. And they, a lot of times they played into what Florida wanted. The Florida would line up across the blue line. The Oilers would try to beat them one-on-one or or come down instead of just getting the puck into the right spot. They didn't put the puck in the right area when they were dumping the pucks in. And eventually that's why Hitch went to mainly one line. He went put them all together and said okay, we're not creating any other way. Let's see, we only need one goal and that's the biggest thing too. Cam Talbot gave up the, the weird goal, the one that went, bounced off two defense and went in. He never gave up that one that it would have extended the lead. If, he, if the Panthers extend the lead, the Oilers had nothing going. They were going to come back from two goals down. But one goal down, when you've got McDavid on your team, you're in a game. And eventually McDavid found enough free ice. Didn't find much free ice on the, on the night, but he finally finds a little free ice, and Leon Dreisel makes the perfect pass. 4-3, the
2: Oilers win in a shootout. Nugent Hopkins scores in a shootout. That one squeaked through. Reimer trickles over the goal line. And then McDavid went in similar to how we did against St. Louis earlier this season, but he put the puck in a different spot.
3: Well, it's funny. I had a buddy text me when McDavid was going in on the on the shootout attempt, and he said, does, does he not look like so confident going in there? Like, there's absolutely no way that this guy is going to stop me. And, and, and what he's shown in a number of different shootout moves is he's got about nine different ways he can go. And I, I played with the greatest breakaway player in the history of hockey and Mario Lemieux but he only had three three moves and that's all he ever had over glove he'd go around the guy or he'd go five well that's all he ever did but what we've seen from Connor McDavid the goaltenders have no idea what he's doing is he gonna come down stop and go short side high is he gonna come down try and go around me on this one he just waited Ryan out and put the puck in the right spot the Oilers got very fortunate and Ryan Nugent Hopkins got very fortunate he got a good bounce for his puck to go in and I don't know what the percentage is, but when you score first in a shootout, it just sets you up because now the other team's chasing in a shootout. The pressure on their shooters is that much greater. And then when McDavid scores, it's all over. So uh, it, it was a great win and an incredible effort by the stars of the Edmonton Oilers.
2: Yeah, and that's been the story throughout so much of the season. And and, and looking at this game tonight too, Rob, as, as you're kind of okay, it's tied or they're within a goal most of the game and, and you're kind of like, okay, do something, do something, get it going. The, the fourth line of the Florida Panthers with Haley, Sevier, and, uh, and Lumico, they, they had some excellent, or Lamico, pardon me, they had some excellent sessions of forechecking against the Oilers where I mean, one, in the second period they hemmed the McDavid line in. And that's what, that's what Hitch is asking the Oilers' bottom couple of lines to do at least get some zone time and, and create some fatigue and, and some and chaos. But, but the Oilers' depth players couldn't get it going tonight, but at times the Florida
3: depth players did. Well, that's the the, the problem when the Oilers don't win. It, it's usually because McDavid's line is held in check where they only get one or two and they get no, no support. And, and Hitch has been talking a lot lately is they're just not getting offensive zone pressure. They're not getting momentum. They're spending too much time in their own zone. And and we saw the, the goal that scored, I know it was a fluky goal that Florida scored their third goal. But when you spend shift after shift after shift in your own zone, bad things will happen and that's what it is they just had extended period in the offensive zone florida did they throw a puck on net and bounces going you don't get those lucky bounce goals when you're in the neutral zone you don't get those when you're in your own zone that's why you want offensive zone pressure because sometimes good things happen and the others tonight didn't create enough of those good things
2: all right, 4-3. The Edmonton Oilers get past the Florida Panthers in a shootout. We will get post-game reaction from both dressing rooms. We'll get to your phone calls as well. 780-496-0063. Your text at 6 30 But a special guest joining us here in Studio 99, Hockey Hall of Famer, six-time Stanley Cup champion, five with your Edmonton Oilers.
4: It is Glenn Anderson. Glenn, great to see you. Brownie, Reader, how to see you? Good to be here. So Good win tonight. Yeah, just the- i got to tell you some stories. you got you got to do some research and wait for Saturday night because I'm going to tell you some stories on Saturday.
2: Oh, well, well, do I get teed off uh, to get a little (laughs) tip on what I should start researching?
4: Well, I would start with Gretz and I hunting back in the day in 1980 with Glenn Saylor would be a first start. And uh, we can go from there. Start from the beginning and all the way go through uh, right to uh, St. Louis days in
3: 1996.
2: Okay, great. I will I'll, we'll look into that for sure. I'm looking forward to this.
3: I want a, a hunting story. Starter show up. That's going to be perfect. <laughs> so, so you're watching the game tonight. What did you see that the Oilers weren't doing through 59 minutes and 50 seconds to create offense? Brownie, I wish I could tell you, uh, but I was working hard in the sweets and uh, and I
4: had a little bit of bling with me tonight, so um, I was uh, sewing
3: oh. these rings off. <laughs> how, how, how many, and, how many, how many rings you got there right we got now?
4: Six rings here. We got the Hall of Fame ring. We got the Toronto Maple Leaf ring, and uh, one of the All Star games that uh, when Team Canada went over to. Uh, Russia. No, you got to bring these Saturday them. as well. Is there a story for each one? The uh, yeah, there's some research you should do on that. Yeah, I could tell you each year on uh, on uh, one of the stories. I can't tell you all, but on <laughs> Saturday, you should at least hear one story from every time we won, and that's a lot of times we won.
3: So. Hey, you know what we should do tonight? We got all these nice people in the studio. We'll have trivia questions. Whoever gets it right, they get a ring for the night. <laughs> 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 I think, I think, yeah, for, keeps... for the hour. So, <laughs> for the so, hour. For, so, people listening on, on on radio right now can't see in my hand on a hockey lace. Glenn <laughs> yeah. Anderson has all his yeah. Stanley Cup rings. He's got Hall of Fame ring. There's a lot of yeah. There is a lot of bling here. A lot of diamonds here. I got oh it's my. He could become a rapper, Brownie. After that, <laughs> that's a great way to keep them
2: though. Just put them on your skate lace and. And you, and bring you it around. Should, yeah, you're it, like it around, around the neck. That's a heck of a necklace. Yeah,
3: there I go. I got <laughs> some bling now.
2: <laughs> got to get a picture of this for sure. Uh, Glenn, we look forward to having you on Saturday. Thanks for letting me know what research I have to do. Uh, Hold
4: on. Haven't, you haven't finished with all the research you've got to do on oh, Saturday. Oh, okay, there's more. There's okay, yeah, what else? Definitely. So you've got to talk about the lockout and, uh, and some Glenn Saylor stories that I've got, some Mark Messier stories back in the day. Uh, going back to 1979, so uh, there's the Olympic stories I got to tell you about that are very, very uh, uh, different. Oh, thanks, Brownie, for bringing these back. Well, I mean, that's great. And they're not. Uh, they're not all back. Uh, oh, they <laughs> kept a couple.
3: <laughs> <laughs> Look, on Gigi, tonight, everybody. Yeah.
2: <laughs> Dude, but just, I, I know you, you you were greeting a lot of people, so you didn't get totally engaged in the game. But I mean, that late tying goal, and you would have been one of the guys on your teams that would have been out on the ice in the, in that situation. The Oilers didn't have a lot going offensively, so when you get out there late with the goalie out, is it just, okay, we got to throw everything at the net, we got to try to blank out the other misses we've had tonight. What's going through your mind?
4: Well, you, got, you had a lot of time, uh, especially when the puck was exited there uh, from into the Oilers' zone again. Uh, Cam had to get back into the net. So, I mean, as a player, you're thinking... I mean, there's, when there's 22 seconds on the clock, that's a lot of time in a player's mind. So you don't have to be rushed. And a lot of players do get rushed and they panic at that time. And uh, you've got to relax and realize that 10 seconds is a lot of time on a clock to score a goal.
3: The one thing that people at home don't realize is players late in a game you 're counting in your head it, you don't, it's not like you're going 10 nine eight but you know exactly you look up, okay I got 28 seconds you know how long 28 seconds is don't you correct and it's a lot it's a long time as you know <laughs> yes. I, I mean especially when you're defending <laughs> if it
4: was that the the shoe was on the other foot you're kind of going oh my god there like it's not going fast enough when when you're on the offense you, you know you're you know uh, you're trying to make a play you're trying to get to the net you're trying to uh, open up things and get the goalie crossing in the ice and stuff I mean the, uh, what a save on uh, uh, Dry uh, you know, and then hit a uh, dry saddle going in the corner and digging the puck out and putting it out in front of the corner. So uh, plays like that are, I mean, talented and, uh, and hard to come by with uh, such great
3: players. Well, you know, a lot of the times you have the fans yelling, shoot, shoot, shoot. But as a player, you know exactly how much time you have and you're waiting for the right play. You're not just going to throw it, have it blocked and have it sent down the other way. Well, that's maturity. I mean, I was at the juniors there in Vancouver
4: watching uh, team Canada and, and, there are times when, at a young age, you're panicking, but up here uh, at, at- you know, you've been in the league a few years. You kind of, you, like you're saying, you're, you kind of, you know in your mind. It's like one of the best stories uh, are pro basketball players. So when they're 11 and 12 years old, they're doing a countdown uh, from 10 seconds on and knowing what they need to, sh- uh, how many points they need to tie it up or a three-pointer or whatever. It's the same thing with a lot of the pro sports teams that uh, have a clock involved. They're, they're counting down.
2: Glenn, all right, so I I made some notes, uh, hunting, rings, lockout, Olympics. I'll make some notes, and we look forward to having you back on Saturday for the Face Talk Show. Sounds
4: good. I'm looking forward to Saturday, and uh, and welcome, and I'm hoping to see see you back on the show on Saturday. i got some great stories and some European stories, too. Oh, It's going to be awesome. Spangler Cup stories. Oh, my God, the Spangler Cup and Deutschland Cup. <laughs> I mean, those are some of my favorite, especially, like, you got to hear the one about uh, playing uh, in the Spangler Cup, and I bought all the fireworks. I didn't know whether we were going to win the game that night. We happened to win the gold medal that night and I was lighting off fireworks out of my uh, hotel room with the whole team involved. you got to hear that story. That's one of the best Oh, that's
2: going to be great. Thanks for dropping by, Glenn. One of the all-time greats, Glenn Anderson here at Studio 99, helping everybody celebrate the 4-3 shootout win as uh, the Oilers get by the Florida Panthers in very dramatic fact- uh, fashion. Connor McDavid, two goals and an assist. Arnold Nurse also scored, and uh, McDavid and Nugent Hopkins had the goals in the shootout. All right, so th- th- to get back to some of the game stuff, Rob, you know, a, a lot of this game was frustration for Edmonton, including a 57-second five on three late in the second period, down a goal, didn't get a shot on goal.
3: Yeah, yeah, that was, it could have been uh, the turning point of the hockey game. The Oilers are very fortunate the way that that worked out to get the, the, the power play, or well, just after power play goal at the end of the period, because if they would have gone into the period down a goal, into the intermission break after wasting a 5-on-3 for a minute. That would have been deflating, and the Florida Panthers would have been pumped right up. Instead, they got the the, the, the goal late, but on the power play, I just didn't like the setup. I mean, they, the puck kept going down Connor McDavid, and he had no play. They don't have a one-timer for him on that side, so when it comes back to Leon, Leon has to turn his body, goes over to Darnell. It's not a one-timer. He has to turn his body, too. And they didn't put pucks on net, but they didn't put, and the, and the fans were getting upset. But they didn't have a good chance because they didn't set up properly. So that is something that uh, I think they'll want to work on. Uh, they have the talent. I don't think that the talent's going to be a problem finding for a five-on-three. But when you have those players out there, like we see what McDavid and Dryside will do, three-on-three three in overtime. There's no reason that that shouldn't be an automatic goal whenever you get a five-on-three for an extended time. Oilers win
2: 4-3 in a shootout. Big night for McDavid. Here's his post-game reaction for GCL Diesel. Genuine diesel parts and turbochargers at great prices. GCLDiesel.com
5: to be fair to say not, not the prettiest of wins, but a win nonetheless?
6: Not a prettiest win, no doubt. Um, you know, two periods of not great hockey, lucky to be tied, um, you know, and then just a terrible bounce to, for them to go ahead and able to lose on that would have been disappointing, but that's what's kind of been happening to us is those crappy bounces that have been costing us and you know, um, luckily we found a way to get one and finish it off in the shoot-up.
5: Cam had a few of those bounces go against them last game, one late this game, but then he in in the shootout
6: Maybe you look discuss. at you look at our game in San Jose they had two go off our own skate, one go off two guys skates. Um, another one that you know their guy top face foot. You know it's it's breaks that uh, you know haven't been going our way, it haven't been going top's his way but um you know glad we found a way out of it. On that tying goal maybe just uh, just Leon gets it has a great chance to stop, but he, he, everyone kept going and didn't go, oh, geez, you know, there's 10 seconds left, and we just had a great chance and didn't score, but you kept going until you did. Yeah, you know, that was a good chance and a good save by their goalie. He gets paid to make saves, and that was a huge one. I um, stuck with it, and Leon did a good job of finding me and was able to tap it in. Can, you get, can the team get frustrated? You didn't get many shots. It wasn't a lot of offense,
7: you know. You guys didn't have her going real great, but you kept playing. and finally something good happened at the
6: end that's the nhl it's it's tough hockey um you know it's tight checking um you know especially late in the season as we come down the stretch here where teams are desperate we're desperate you know you grab points any way you can and um you know we stuck with it tonight
7: is there is there any sort of intangible value in winning the game when
6: you don't play your best um yeah i mean you can take the positives um you know, we found a way to win a game where maybe we didn't deserve it, but, um, you know, we stuck with it. You know, it was gritty, um, and we'll take it.
8: You were
2: – there was three guys around you on the pass from Leon. Markov and those guys, and all of a sudden, Leon finds you. It's like, okay, those guys looked at Leon, and then you were –
6: yeah, I think it was just, a, uh, you know, some good timing, sorry, I think it was some good timing on, on both our parts. Um, Leon waited for me to kind of get open for a second and, um, you know, found me um, you know, behind three guys, which is nice, um, you know, great pass by Leon and, and uh, I made me come sleeping for a second. Alright, that's
2: Oilers Captain Connor McDavid ties it with 8 seconds left in the 3rd and then the Oilers go on to beat the Florida Panthers 4-3 in a shootout. You'll also hear from Ken Hitchcock we'll go to the phones in a few minutes as well we're back after the 10.30 news Oilers Hockey presented by Osmond Auction you're listening to Canadian Brewhouse Overtime Open Line
0: This is the Canadian Brewhouse Overtime Open Line on Oilers Radio 6.30. 10.00
1: oh for his career 33%. Right to left. Between circles. Wrist shot. And I. Talbot the
2: save. Save the game courtesy Jiffy Lube. Get winter ready at jiffylubeservice.ca. The Oilers tie it with eight seconds left. Beat Florida 4-3 in a shootout to go to 21-20 and 3 on the season. They snap a five-game home ice losing streak. It looked for a lot of this evening. It might hit six, but the Oilers figured out. We have a text from Denise to 630-630. She says, Hey guys, it seemed like whichever struggling team was going to have a worse night (laughs) was going to be the one to go home empty-handed. It's been tough for the Oilers lately, but apparently even tougher for the Panthers. That's a text coming in from Denise. Well, I... (laughs) Yeah, I mean, if, if you look at it from that angle, they allow a goal less than 30 seconds after scoring. They allow a goal in the last minute of both the second and third periods, and obviously one of them ties the game.
3: Well, there, there's a reason where they are in the in the standings, and a lot of it, though, is on goaltending more so than than on the players. I thought the team played a pretty good game. Uh, the goal that Nurse scored at the beginning, uh, that was not one that Reimers should let in. Um the tying the goal, to me, that's just... I don't know if fatigue set in with the players that they had on the ice uh, because there's no way that Connor McDavid should be wide open. Not only was he wide open, Ryan Nugent-Hopkins was standing right behind Connor McDavid and he was wide open. Like, you come to the house, if you ever, you know, you watch games all the time on TV whenever there's a, a team pulls their goaltender, there are five guys laying down in front of their goaltender. Like, there's no way a puck is getting through. It's gonna, there's block shots, guys are diving on top of each other. Well, in the, the Florida, Panthers tonight they had nobody in front of their net like they were trying to throw a stick back and stick check uh, Connor McDavid and you don't do that if if you're Florida you put Connor McDavid in a in a bear hug and you you dare the ref to call a penalty and if he does well big deal now there's four seconds to go in a hockey game we win a face-off the game is over so uh, that is one of the reasons that the Florida Panthers lost the hockey game and the Edmonton Oilers best players just kept pressing and Hitch used them a lot tonight.
2: James Reimer for the Florida Panthers did his best work in overtime helping his team get into the shootout. His comments for BDO First Call, debt solutions, bankruptcies and consumer proposals, licensed insolvency
9: trustees. James, your thoughts? Uh, seemed like the team were able to control the game for the most part and that uh, never trailed in this hockey game. And
3: how difficult was it to uh, give away a point there at the end?
9: Uh, yeah, that was too bad. I mean... Uh, yeah, we thought we battled hard and, and probably deserved two points. They, you know, they made a nice play with uh, a couple seconds left, and, and then it goes into a shootout. And, and uh, from there on, it's uh, it's just a circus, and that's and anybody's game. How do you describe your play right now? Three 0-2 in your last five starts, and uh, do you feel you're playing your best hockey right now? Uh, yeah, it feels like I'm playing, uh, you know, pretty good. I mean, obviously, uh, you want to be winning games, and and. Uh, you know, it's good to battle and get points in these last couple, but I mean obviously you want to win and, and uh you know, get two points, but um yeah, feel like pretty pretty well and and as a team I think we're you know we did some good things today and, and we'll build off it and, and uh go into Calgary and have a good game tomorrow.
2: All right, that's James Reimer, goaltender for the Florida Panthers. So their record 17-17 and eight. On the season, lots of uh, losses in overtime or shootout. You heard Jack reference it uh, right after the game. The Oilers' record in games tied after 60 minutes is seven and three, five and three, in three on three overtime, and now two and zero oh in shootouts.
3: Yeah, and I'm surprised there's actually three losses in that. With the well, way, well, one they was to Crosby. That, that is true. That was a nice goal, too. Uh, I'm sure that stroms still sees that on replays over and over again. Uh, the Oilers are very good when it comes to the skills contest. And a little extra ice time, or a little extra, well, ice, extra ice time and extra ice for Connor McDavid is just a recipe for disaster for whoever opposes them. Uh, they the Florida Panthers tried throwing Barkov off, uh, out against him in overtime. Barkov is a great hockey player, but he can't match Connor McDavid's speed. And there was one shift that he was begging to get off the ice. The Oilers had changed. Nugent Hopkins had hopped out there, and Barkov's hoping that the goalie made it stave because he couldn't skate anymore. Uh, it was, I, I tell you, there's certain nights. When Connor McDavid has an extra gear, which is hard to believe because normal, when he's just his normal old self, he's the best player in the world. But tonight was one of those nights that he, he knows how important the game is. He knows that this is the start of a, a big homestand. They've lost five in a row on home ice. They needed a win. And he, he just took it to another level tonight. And you could see the emotion when he scored the tying goal and Connor's a guy that he'll give a little fist pump but that he knew how big that goal was and how important that goal was and then as my one buddy who texted me tonight said the confidence he showed when he was skating in on that shootout it's like you know throw whatever you got at me Reimer I'm going to be a little bit better <laughs> and he was
2: 4-3 in a shootout the Oilers win it you'll hear from head coach Ken Hitchcock in a couple of minutes but right now to 780 496 we'll welcome Phil to overtime open line hey Phil go ahead
9: Hey, Reed. Rob, how's it going? Pretty good. Okay, you know what? I got a comment about tonight's game. I want to ask a question about something that uh, Anderson said, and I also want to ask a question with regards to the shootout that occurred here tonight. So, I'll go to the shootout first. What happened here tonight in the shootout is uh, Hopkins scored, and then McDavid scored. So, who is credited with the with the goal?
2: They gave Nugent Hopkins the game deciding goal. I got okay. the game sheet
9: right here. Okay, so he then he then gets the uh, goal on his record for no, the he no, does,
2: he does no. not. The, the team gets a goal for. He gets a stat of a game deciding goal, which is a separate shootout stat. He does not get an actual goal for his okay.
9: career stats. Okay, you know, no, no, a lot of people don't know that, eh? Um, Glenn Anderson, well I'll I'll comment about tonight's game first before I go to Glenn. Um, You know what, a bit of a yawner at first, uh, sitting on the edge of the seats at the end end of the game. And I think that this game pretty much defines the seasons of both of the teams that we're playing. In which way? They're lackluster. the way that the game went, uh, there wasn't a bunch of excitement. It's mistakes, playing, playing on the other end, lack of shots. The way that the, the Oilers' season has gone this year was pretty much shown to the, the, the fans tonight. The way that the Panthers' season has gone this year was pretty much shown to the fans tonight. Uh, shaky goaltending a little bit both ways. Um, we've seen everything that tonight that both of these teams have offered their fans
3: throughout the season well yeah, that's right when you talk about Florida Florida they they average more shots than their opposition they outplay the other team on most nights yet goaltending has let them down and uh, you know what I don't want to blame the last two on Reimer but the nurse goal was a a big goal at the time and that was a goal that Reimer should have had so yeah I agree with with Florida and and your assessment of the others well it if you do that, you have to look at the stat sheet. The Oilers are a team that it's is top-heavy. Yeah. And tonight, when their best players were on the ice and eventually they played as a line, uh, r and McDavid, and Drysettle to finish the last part of the third period, when they were on the ice, they were dynamite. Uh, the Oilers controlled the play, and, and there was excitement. But when they were not on the ice, there wasn't anything happening. The Oilers ended up with six shots in the third period. I think three of them came in the last minute and a half right so they they were completely shut down for a long period of time so yeah the the big question mark going forward for the Oilers will be can they find somebody that's gonna step up on the wings because Hitch would love to not have all three guys on at the same time because when they're not on the ice the the, the ice seems to slant against them
9: okay the Glenn Anderson thing that I was going to uh, refer to here and you kind of I mean we we touch on it all the time uh, top heavy, right team um, right Um, Now, Glenn is talking about uh, back in the day going hunting with uh, Sather and and Wayne, right? Yep. Um, Do we see that in our, the keyword here, team today? Do we see, um, you know, uh, Luchich and Hopkins and uh, and, uh, shall we say uh, Benny, you know, do we see them doing things together? Do we see them going to the beach when they're in California all together or is it kind of like one... uh, each, all, from,
3: so now, I'm not privy to everything in the dressing room, but I do do events with some of the Oilers, and everything that I've heard from the players is this is a pretty close team. This is a team that likes each other, they like hanging around with each other. Um, they, I've never heard a bad thing come out of that dressing room. Now again, I'm, I'm not around them all the time, but from the players that I know, it is... It is a, a very positive dressing room with a bunch of guys that really enjoy being with each other
2: i don 't think they 're going to be hunting with hitch though <laughs> <laughs> I think thats probably would
3: be a little different Oh, if this was a different venue, I could have said something a little funnier to go with that but uh, I, 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 they, they i don 't think the dressing room is the issue. I think that they're the Oilers. Uh, are where they are in the standings is exactly where a lot of us expected them. I, I mean, Reed and I talked at the beginning of the season where we, we felt that it would be a, they would be a playoff team, but we felt that they would have to struggle to get there. We, they, we thought that they would be a wild card team that would be right there at the end, fighting for points, and that's where they are right now. I think if anyone expected this team to be a, a division champion or a conference champion team. Uh, they were overlooking what what the Oilers were last year and the changes they made. So th- I think the Oilers are exactly what we expected them to be. They're a team that's capable of p- making the playoffs, capable of winning each night, but on nights when their top players are a little quiet, they're a team that's going to
2: lose. 4-3, the Oilers win in a shootout. Whenever the Oilers score five or more in a game, we turn on the Japanese Village goal light on the Oilers page on 630 chedcom Steak and seafood cooked right at your table. Edmonton South, Downtown Northside, and Sherwood Park. And the goal light allows you to print up a coupon for a free appetizer at Japanese Village. All right, we'll go to Adam at 7804960063. Hi, Adam.
10: Hey, how are you guys? Good good I've been listening to your show for quite a few times you guys are you guys are awesome so thanks for having me on here I just have a couple things uh so obviously uh watching every game and uh, McDavid was spectacular again tonight and I want to be more positive than negative since we won but I've noticed the last handful of games I know we've got injuries and sometimes I try to think is it an injury that's taking place or is it rest or fatigue but we've been despite this win today we've been very very flat and one of the things i was reading online too is you know we haven't really dictated the play again florida i think outshot us i don't know what the shots were 14 to 6 or something like that in the first but i guess my question for you guys is I, i can't blame hitchcock can i what why are we coming out so flat? every game, at least the last week. I, I, I don't think it's injuries. Uh, so that's my first question for you. And secondly, um, the Hart Trophy. I mean, McDavid, we know how valuable he is to this hockey club. He showed it again tonight. You know, is, is he in your vote for the Hart Trophy? Can, can he win the Hart Trophy despite being potentially on a losing team? So I just want to get your thoughts on McDavid for the Hart, and secondly, why we're coming out so flat when we should be desperate.
2: I, well, I, th- I think if the Oilers made the playoffs... He would probably win or get a lot of votes. Last year, two guys who pulled their teams almost single-handedly into lower seats, Hall and McKinnon, were the two guys who got the most no, votes. I, I, as, as for the starts, Rob, I mean, that's, we've been asked this a lot over the last couple of years.
3: I just... Yeah. The, I don't think the Oilers have a team that, that can dominate somebody I, I just don't I don't think they're a strong enough team I think they're a team that can stay in games uh, if their goaltender plays well and Talbot made saves tonight that they needed uh, they've got uh, a pair of players or a trio of players that because they're on the team on any shift can create something now When Nugent Hopkins is out there, he can create, but they're not always finished if he's not playing with a McDavid or a Dreisaitl. But when Dreisaitl and McDavid are on the ice, every time they step on the ice, there's fear in the other team. But when they're not on the ice, the Oilers, they can't dominate. And as the game goes on, Hitch starts to shorten the bench, and that's when the Oilers seem to get a little bit better when they're down to two and a half, three lines, because now their best players are playing more and more. So that's why you see the Oilers at times struggle or or have slow starts then as the bench gets a little shorter that's when the team picks up as for McDavid I'm a believer if if a team makes the playoffs then you then you are up for a heart if your team is not a playoff hockey club then there's going to be other players out there that are going to be worthy right now there's a the McDavid is in the talk for for a heart trophy as is Johnny Goudreau down the street as is Kucherov in Tampa Bay there's some really good hockey and both McKinnon and Ranton in Colorado there's some players having great seasons this year great season which is fun because I want I want to see someone push Connor McDavid for a scoring title because you know what that'll make that'll make Connor McDavid play better or get more points like (laughs) Connor McDavid all superstars and you you can ask Wayne Gretzky we can ask Glenn Anderson uh, on Saturday night superstars know what other superstars around the league are doing Conor McDavid knows when Kucherov has a good night, when Rantanen has a good night, when McKinnon does, when Goudreau does. And that spurs, that that, that gets your juices going because you, okay, you know what? Kucherov had four points last night. I'm going to come out and dominate tomorrow night. So I want other players to have great years because I think that'll make Leon and Nuge and Connor McDavid have even better years too.
2: All right, the Oilers pull it out 4-3 in a shootout against the Florida Panthers. You will hear from head coach Ken Hitchcock when we get back. Oilers hockey presented by Osman Auction. You're listening to Canadian Brewhouse Overtime Open Line.
0: Live Oilers hockey is brought to you by Osmond Auction. This is the Canadian Brewhouse Overtime Open Line on Oilers Radio, 6.30 chair.
2: It's a 4-3 shootout win for your Edmonton Oilers against the Florida Panthers as we check the scoreboard for Edmonton Trailer. Drive away with your newer used trailer. Head to edmontontrailer.com. The Coyotes have beaten the Canucks 4-3 in overtime. Arizona here on Saturday night. Nine minutes left in the third. Senators up 3-1 on the Kings. Capitals beat the Bruins 4-2. Maple Leafs over the Devils 4-2. Islanders edge the Rangers 4-3. Philly beats Dallas 2-1. Columbus getting by the Predators 4-3 in overtime. The Lightning win yet again. 3-1 over the Hurricanes. They're 34-8-2 on the season. Blues knock off Montreal 4-1. Minnesota beats the Jets 3-2, and the Sharks get past the Golden Knights 3-2.
3: I think in that game, that was the end of uh, Eric Carlson's point and assist streak because he was held off the score sheet for the first time in 15 games, I believe. So a big win for San Jose between two powers in the Western Conference.
2: All right, Oilers pull this one out. Head coach Ken Hitchcock, courtesy of GCL Diesel, genuine diesel parts and turbochargers at great prices, gcldiesel.com.
7: Fire away. Ken, you don't... uh, What are the intangibles in winning a game where maybe it's not the best game your team played, but you get the two points and they're important?
11: Well, we were exhausted. I mean, this is... This is the worst case scenario, four game road trip, travel all day, come back and play. And I thought our players really gutted it up in the third period, did a hell of a job. We changed the lines. We got more energy um, from the change in the lines, in our opinion. Players really helped each other. Everybody knew halfway through the first period, we had nothing. And we, they, just, they just helped each other the whole time. They stayed vocal on the bench. Um, you know, any any good thing that went on, guys were cheerleading each other, trying to help. It's a really good sign. It's a it's a hell of a sign for absolutely zero in the tank, and uh, to come up with two points is for me really, really impressive. You talked not
8: too long ago about when bad things happen, the group can sag. That that unlucky bounce late in the game might have been something that buckled your team before did you, you like what you saw after that and maybe in particular from Cam?
11: look I, I, like, I, I liked a lot in the third period I liked a lot of things we did and uh, guys deserve an awful lot of credit for sucking up and, and playing through like when you see skilled players lose pucks in the middle of the ice with nobody around that's just they got nothing they got no legs they got nothing and and you're hoping first you're hoping they don't get hurt because their awareness isn't there and then secondly you're hoping you get a point or get points from the game and to come out of that with two and to keep going and not get discouraged we scored at the end and got those chances at the end because we refused to shut down on each other we kept going and we kept pushing each other and like I said these games can really help you moving forward as a team because it's, it's damn impressive what they did. Ken, uh, 32 minutes for Donald Nurse, uh, near that, uh, that is. Uh, maybe talk about how he's handling added responsibility and what he's making with his ice time right now. Well, I'd rather talk about the guys we're leaning on. Look, we're leaning on players heavy. We're We're leaning on Nurse. I mean... Dercydel played 28 minutes. Connor played 27 minutes. I mean, that, that's unbelievable. And we're leaning on guys hard. We got to make sure they got rest and days off. Uh, the practices for me until the break are irrelevant, unfortunately. But that's the way it is. I don't know. There's there's a double day break in between the games that we'll get a couple of practices in or one anyways. But right now we we're leaning heavy on our top guys, and they are the guys that are getting the job done and uh you know like i said we could use a few more participants but regardless we got a lot of people who worked really hard today and with nothing in there and those guys like i said they're going to be in the mid-20s as forward group and he's going to be 30 minutes until we break
2: all right that's hitch as the oilers get the 4-3 shootout win over the panthers second time this season they have Tied a game in the last minute with the goalie on the bench, and then won in a shootout. Second time under Hitchcock. Reed Wilkins, Rob Brown. We're live in studio ninety nine. You can get us at seven eight zero four nine six zero zero six three. We have Gary standing by. Gary, thanks for calling.
8: Yeah, thanks a lot, guys. Um, hi, Reed. Hi, Rob. Um, I just wanted to comment. Um, you know, we, as, as you probably are aware, we we didn't play too well, but we had nothing in the tank, like uh, Hitch was saying for. 59 minutes, but you look at what Connor McDavid does, uh, Leon, and Nuge today, and 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 Darnell Nurse. I mean, he did lean on those guys heavily, but uh, we came out with a with a win, and it, it was darn exciting. It was It wasn't exciting until the end of the game, but the shootout, the game in the end, was all worth the money, and I'm sure that. The Oilers fans really enjoyed it. But I have a question because uh, for Rob um, Reed regarding uh, Jason Samir was on with you, and he mentioned that, uh, that um, he could really improve uh, a player. And in his case, he said he leaned on him quite a bit. And I'm wondering if Hitch can lean on the bottom half of the player's and really improve this team to get in the playoffs?
3: Well, you can only do so much with a player. I mean, you're never going to turn a a, a into a dry sidle. Um, uh, Hitch, I, I played for Hitch. I played for him for four years. Uh, the best hockey of my career was for Hitch. He brought the best out of me. He's demanding, and I know I'm sure that Chimmer said that on air. Yeah, like he, he demands a lot from you. He expects a lot from you but he demands it and uh, he's hard on you. And if you're not strong mentally, there's a lot of players that cower under player, like coaches like Hitch. They just can't play for him. But if you want to buy into his system, if you want to buy into what he's saying and do the stuff he, he tells you to do, he will turn you into a much better hockey player and he will give you the ice time to go out and prove that you're capable of doing that. We saw that tonight.
2: All right, more time for your phone calls after the news. 780-496-0063. More post-game reaction as well. A difficult and dramatic victory for the Edmonton Oilers 4-3 against the Florida Panthers, courtesy of Osman Auction. You're listening to Canadian Brew House Overtime Open Line.
0: Oilers Hockey is brought to you by Osmond Auction. This is the Canadian Brewhouse Overtime Open Line
8: on
2: Oilers Radio, 630-10. All right, the Edmonton Oilers knock off the Florida Panthers 4-3 in a shootout. Nurse McDavid, McDavid getting the goals in regulation time. McDavid's second strike, tying it with eight seconds left. And uh, then the Oilers, a lot of chances in overtime. Nugent Hopkins and McDavid Scoring in the shootout, Huberto and Barkoff both missing for the Florida Panthers. Thanks a lot for tuning in tonight. It is 11.04 along with Rob Brown. I am Reed Wilkins as the Oilers starting this uh, critical stretch of game. Six of seven at home starting tonight. So now five of their next six. They do get the two points this evening dramatically and difficultly, as I said before going to break uh, with Arizona coming to town next. alright nine six zero zero six three. We have Tony on the line. Go ahead, Tony.
12: Hey, how's it going, boys? Pretty good. So, um, the only one comment I really have tonight is, uh, I, I, in my opinion, like, I understand the fact that McDavid, Nugent, Taylor, like, the top three guys that we have, and that they they basically do everything for the team, like, for scoring. But what would you do to these lines to, I don't know, create a little bit of a spark, if you would say, to, I don't know, get them the initiative to actually – Maybe shoot because during that five on three they were too, way too slow when they came but to.
3: What would changing the lines have to do with anything to do with the five on three?
12: Well, I don't know. Like even 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 when we're um, even when we're even strength, it seems like we pass the puck and we don't actually strategize. Okay, well you know what? There's a guy. There's a guy. There, there's a guy there. So I'm just wondering, like, what do we what do we do to make you know a guy like Cassian score more? A guy like. Uh, Kara, you know, score, and because with basically all three, the only three guys that are scoring right now are Nuge, uh, Drysdale, and McDavid.
3: Well, the Oilers have tried every line combination possible this year. Both coaches have. Todd McClellan's tried every way that they could do it. Hitch has tried. Hitch, Hitch goes through about 20 line combinations per game. Uh, you can't pull something out of nothing. And the Oilers right now have Four players that produce offensively, they do it consistently, and the rest of the players, they they hope, they hope they get a bounce, they hope that something bounces their way, goes their way, but you, there's nothing that a coach can do to turn a a a guy whose hands right now are, are, are stone cold into a guy that's gonna put the puck in the net. They've tried everything. They've split the three stars up, put them on three different lines. They put the three stars together. They've moved guys up the lineup. They've moved guys down the lineup. I don't know if there's a player that played tonight who hasn't been on more than one, more than two lines this year. I mean, every player has been first line, second line, third line, fourth line. Other than maybe Brodziak, he might be the only player that hasn't played first through four this year. They've tried it all. That's the problem with the Edmonton Oilers right now is they're getting no secondary scoring.
2: All right, we're going to finish the play with Tony. We're looking to put his name into the grand prize draw for a one-hour rental at Fast Track Indoor Karting. Safe, adrenaline-pumping, fun. Edmonton.com.
1: Nugent Hopkins, left-handed shot, left to right, between circles, wrist shot, score! Reimer got almost all of it with the right pad, but it trickled five-hole on him and crept across the line.
2: All right, Tony, so the Oilers win in a shootout for the second time this season. Who was the other team they beat in a shootout?
12: Oh, no. Um...
2: Was it St. Louis or Minnesota?
12: I believe it was St. Louis.
2: Absolutely it was, Tony. You're going into the grand prize draw. Good stuff, man.
3: That was a tough one
2: well, Tony watches all the games. That's
3: good. That's good on Tony for knowing that. I'm thinking in my head, I couldn't remember it. I'm glad, I'm <laughs> glad the pressure wasn't on me there to well, come up with that. Well, memory's not one of your strong points. No, picks. it is not. One of Rob Brown's former
2: teammates coaches the Florida Panthers, Bob Bugner, courtesy BDO First Call Debt Solutions, Bankruptcies and Consumer Proposals, License Insolvency Trustees.
9: Bob, you asked your hockey club for better puck management and to control the flow of the play. Do you feel that your team was able to do that here tonight for the most part, yet unable that you get the extra point
7: yeah unfortunate the way it ended eight seconds to go uh, to get two points I thought we played a heck of a road game I think we gave up 18 shots in regulation um, you know we uh, we produced some chances uh, we scored a big goal at the end um, we did a lot of good things a lot of good things I feel bad for the guys because I know they worked hard I thought they responded um, we got contributions throughout the lineup um, but uh, you know we didn't uh, find a way to win and that's what we talked about yesterday finding ways to win games and you know, overtime's a tough uh, uh, tough game against these guys, obviously, with some of their skill. And then the shootout's uh, anybody's game. So, um, you know, it's disappointing that uh, we're eight seconds away from getting the two. And James Reimer's performance tonight? Yeah, you know, I didn't like the first goal. I think that, uh, um, you know, we're a little victim of that in the first period, giving up a soft one. Um, you know, I thought after the first period we were the, we were the better team, uh, but we were tied 1-1. Uh, after that, I thought he made some saves, and uh, he didn't have a lot of work. But, uh, um, you know, in overtime, I thought he was good. You'd like tonight's start with something you can build off of, just given how recent games have started? Sorry, I didn't hear. You. You'd like tonight's start,
12: though, with something you can build off
7: of, just given on the Yeah, season, yeah. Or? I thought we should have covered them in 1-0. We uh, we came out well, we prepared, and, uh, um, you know, we got our matchups, and, and I thought that uh, everybody uh, uh, played well defensively, managed the puck, all those things. So we're going to have to uh, hopefully bring that into Calgary um, tomorrow night against a real good hockey club. I know
11: I can always get scrambly at the end when they pull the goalie, but
3: it looked like guys lost track of McDavid obviously in front of the net there.
7: Yeah we had him covered and uh, you know we jumped to the corner and uh, uh, Dreisaitl made the play. I mean they made two seam passes that went through three of our sticks even to get there um, you know and then uh, um, we had uh, a little bit of duplication on, uh, on Dreisaitl coming out of the corner and you know it's something we practice something we talk about in video it's a box plus one and you just try and be tight at your net and you know you're eight seconds to go and um, you know it's just uh, you let that guy slip for a second obviously he uh, he was their game tonight. He was all their offense again. And, uh, you know, seems like he does it to every team every night. Is it frustrating? Like, he seemed like he did a good job on it most of the night. Like, him, but then he pops up no, that's and then what great, That's what great players do. You don't notice them, and then they end up with three, four points at the end of the night and, uh, you know, scores a shootout goal, and he's hit on every goal. So, um, that's what good players do.
2: All right, that is Bob Bugner. The Panthers, for the eighth time this season, lose in either overtime or a shootout. They're 17, 17, and 8. The Oilers creep up to 21, 20, and 3. They are two points behind Minnesota for the uh, second and final wildcard spot in the Western Conference. Uh, Anaheim sitting in between uh, Minnesota at 47, Anaheim 46, Edmonton 45, and Colorado struggling lately. They're, they're sitting at four and 48, so they're, they're having, still in play.
3: They're having uh, goaltending issues themselves. They're outplaying teams badly. They gave up 10 goals on the their last two games and outshot teams 45-20 and 41-15. So, uh, goaltending if you don't have it, you, it's hard to win hockey games.
2: Well, I mean, it, it's it's amazing. It's almost like the, who wants to make the playoffs? Colorado's last 10 games 2-6 and 2. Minnesota's 5-4 and 1. That's the best record of By the teams far. competing. By An- far. Anaheim's 1-6 and 3. Edmonton's 3 and 7 and Vancouver, who Edmonton jumps over tonight. Is, uh, is 4, 5, and 1. Well, they, uh, Vancouver also have, has 45 points. The Oilers have played fewer games, so they have the tiebreaker. So of those five teams right now closest for the two spots, Minnesota's had the best 10-game stretch, a very mediocre 5, 4, and 1.
3: Yeah, one game over 500. Uh, well, it, it, it's amazing that all these teams, if you're Colorado right now, Colorado, Anaheim, and Edmonton, with the run they've had, To actually still be in a playoff race, you got to be counting your lucky stars because when you go as and they've lost nine straight, and Colorado one win in ten, and Edmonton they dropped six in a row, uh, whatever it was. So if you're going in that and you're still in a playoff race, you're like, okay, you want we've been given a reprieve. Let's make something out of it. And of all these teams right now, the Oilers have the best schedule, just for the till the All Star break, and that's what you want. You want to be in the All Star break, going in the All Star break in a playoff spot because just, it just feels so good when you've you got the, the whole break you've got the 10 days off or whatever it is between games, just sitting there not looking up at someone in the standings you're actually in that playoff spot, that goes a long way confidence wise four right, nine six zero zero six three. my goodness, we have Scott
2: in Boston staying up late in the Eastern Time Zone to give us a call, hey Scott What's up?
13: I do for the Oilers. Now, real quick, sidebar, uh, Reed, I assume I get a minute, okay? So let me just make, I'm going to make a couple great points in tonight's game, I promise. Rob, you with me? We closed last call about the Pats. Now, granted the time, we're going to talk Pats real quick at the end. But that's up to uh, Reed, okay? Let's get on point. Okay. Did I really just hear Coach Hitchcock say we were tired tonight? Are you kidding me? Are you effing kidding me? We were tired. Well, I suggest, suggest Hitchcock, you go watch the movie Miracle with Kurt Russell when he has them doing ladders, and he said, we may, not, we may not be the most talented team, but we will be the best conditioned. If they're tired, get them on the goal line. Let's go goal line blue, goal red, goal blue, goal red back. Don't tell me you're tired. That's disgusting. This team has the talent. I'm telling you right now, where's the toughness? When's the last time you saw a brawl, a fight, Does anyone care? How about about our next uh, year? A slap in the face and a three-game suspension. This team is soft. That's their problem. Moving on. Uh, Juju Care
2: got suspended. By the way, that's the last time we saw that.
13: There's no... Dude, I listen or watch probably only 70% of this team's games. I'll admit that. I don't catch them all. But I caught tonight's whole game. The third, the whole third period was on the NHL work. I saw the whole third and I listened to the second. They don't seem to have that angst like they care. And I put that on the coach. Now, here we go. I'm going higher. Ready? If this team they're lucky they won tonight or I'd be screaming louder. They're above 500. This team should never be one game below 500. If they do I'm gonna be calling up Scream, Fire, Shirelli? Cause he, can I say, he sucked on the air?
2: You I just did. Yes, okay. a lot of, a lot of. You know, you're not the first person to call in and watch. Okay,
13: he fire. guess what? He's he's in Boston why do you think we let him go he's soft get rid of him get rid of Hitchcock what the hell's going on you want to get rid of the
2: you want to get rid of the new coach already they're not gonna they're not gonna no. get rid of Hitchcock,
13: spot I don't give a I don't give a heck if he's in for two games
3: did he really well okay but now think about it. now now is it really the coaching if it's been two I mean Ken Hitchcock's going in the Hall of Fame do
13: the in what, six years? It's retarded.
3: So, it's so, you can't can't, you use, can't talk, you can't, talk like I that. Have.
13: My best point is to come, Reed, hold up. Go ahead,
3: go then, ahead, Watch your language and the rest of the way.
13: Okay, yes, sir. No, you have to going through six coaches in seven years. Something's wrong. Okay, so that,
3: that means it's probably not the coach then.
13: Well, I, well, I wasn't going to say that until I heard him say tonight we were tired. I played well, hockey right through high school. We were tired. He would have threw oranges off our face if I said that. That's a soft coach. Yes, he had success. Perhaps it was because of his players and not his talent. I don't Holy know. God. I think I think Hitch, Hitch is a Hall of Fame coach. Quickly, Scott. Right, you're, right. you're over two minutes. Point. Hold on. Lucic. Ho, 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 ho. I look tonight, guess what his stats were tonight? No goals, no assists, one shot on goal. Now, I know he's under contract. If you're going to pay him, you're going to pay him. I want to see, if this team has any cojones, I want to see a healthy scratch for Lucic and bring up a kid from Bakersfield who's hungry like a wolf.
9: Not out.
2: Blue all
13: right. Cheech out of there. Now, hold on. Trivia question. I got you no. last week. Do you
2: want- okay, quickly. We're not doing Patriots. We'll do the trivia question. Hold
13: oh, no, trivia. I got you last week. Remember the trivia question? I, hey, if a kid from Boston could be you guys in Oilers trivia. Yeah, come but on. It,
3: it was a so fixed Here we go. One. You ready? Here, right, we go. here we go. I can hardly wait.
13: All right. We all know that 50 goals in 50 games is a huge benchmark in hockey. Cam Neely did it. Now, we all know Gretzky holds the record for 50 goals in 39 games, which is astounding. My trivia question to you is. How many goals did he have in the last night to five, get that?
3: Five, five including hey, you. Seriously, come that's on, on. that's all you got? That's all you
2: question. got. Who did play? What, what,
13: Philadelphia what Flyers. Philadelphia. And they
3: right, were wearing all right, Cooper Alls and Bill Barber right, was on I defense. Love you. I like, love come you guys. on, we're we, from Edmonton. We
2: love you as well, Scott. Thanks. 78 04 like Seriously. 0 63. Our adjustment of the game will be a tougher trivia question from Scott for the Alberta College and Association of Chiropractors. If it hurts see a chiropractor, visit albertachiro.com. The Oilers win 4-3 in a shootout. Camp Talbot was the winning goaltender. You'll hear from him when we get back. A couple more of your calls as well. Oilers Hockey presented by Osmond Auction. You're listening to Canadian Brew House Overtime Open Line.
0: Live Oilers Hockey is brought to you by Osmond Auction. This is the Canadian Brew House Overtime Open Line on Oilers Radio, 6.30 chair.
2: 4-3, the Oilers win in a shootout against the Florida Panthers. Connor McDavid ties it with eight seconds left in the third period, about five seconds after Leon Dry's had been robbed by James Reiner. The Oilers get their 21st win of the season. Along with Rob Brown, I'm Reed Wilkins. Thanks a lot for tuning in. At 780-496-0063, we have Robert on the line. Hey Robert, go ahead.
14: Hey guys. Hey how guys, how's it going? Pretty good. Uh, I have a question and I have a comment. My question first would be, next game against Arizona, do you does Hitchcock go back to Talbot, or does he go back to Costco?
3: Uh, that's a really good question. Um, I, I don't know. I mean, if you go with the guy that's winning, I mean, Talbot, uh, a big win tonight. Um, he, he beat Anaheim his, got pulled in yeah, San Jose. So, I, honestly, I, I don't know if there's a right or wrong answer. I know that they're going to need Koskinen on this homestand. Um, I think, again, just talk to the goalie coach, talk to the other coaches and come up with a decision and stand by it. But it would not shock me if Talbot was back in the net again. Okay.
14: Now, now, now my comment would be... Regarding regarding tonight's game and then regarding looking ahead to, to Arizona now now tonight obviously, you know, it was you, you guys had mentioned that, you know, eighteen shots through three periods that just uh, that just that just doesn't cut it and they and frankly I, I think the Oilers got lucky tonight. Um, to come away with the two points. Obviously it was like David Tying it with eight seconds left. And and then regarding Arizona I think we saw saw what happened Last time when they came out somewhat flat, but that, after the after the first 10 minutes, they stepped it up, basically took over the game and won that game. Now, now looking forward, now you guys have mentioned how how easy their schedule is in January. You're going to get February, March, and if you you want those games to be meaningful, I, I don't think the Oilers can be forward to getting off the you know uh, you know uh, coming out flat having bad starts against you know like the nashville's and, and you know the uh, the uh, the powerhouses I, I would like to think you guys would uh, probably agree with that
3: well we, we talked about it the other night when they played against san jose we said that the Oilers were fortunate in in the first three games of that road trip that they weren't down more after the first period because they came out slow in all three And we said if they came out slow or or sloppy or, or quiet against the San Jose Sharks they would pay, and they did. I mean, San Jose put three by them in the first period. Uh, Tonight was a game that, when I look at the schedule, that was going to be a a tough one for the Oilers. I think the Florida Panthers have some guys that can put the puck in the net. Uh, They are a team that's right around 500, but they give you a little bit of a scare. I don't feel the same way about Arizona. I don't think Arizona has the horses to be able to, to beat the Edmonton Oilers right now. I think they can keep games close. I think the game on Saturday that... I think Connor and Leon are too strong of players. I don't think that Arizona has anyone that they can match them up with. So I think that's a game that the Oilers should win, and then you go forward from there, and you have a little bit of a winning streak going. So yeah, this is, these are important games. They, this is setting yourself up so that the games in February and March mean something.
2: Not sure if he'll start on Saturday, but Cam Talbot gets the win tonight. Here he is. Sure, dude.
5: I guess, I mean, needless to say, you guys really needed that one, and maybe not, not the prettiest, but
14: you managed to get it. Definitely not the prettiest, but anytime you can grind out a win like that, uh, the way we were able to do it, you know, we persevered after that third goal, which was... a. Uh, Another unfortunate bounce against us, but uh, we could have folded. But instead, we went down, battled back, and uh, found a way to shoot
11: this It's an important stretch for you guys, Cam. Uh, six of the next seven being at Rogers Place, including tonight. How important was that victory to maybe set the tone heading into the All-Star?
14: That's huge for us. I mean, we need to be a tough team to play against on home ice. Uh, establishing that at the start of the ro- start of the homestand is is huge for us. So we need to build off this win moving forward and uh, you know carry that through into the break.
2: All right, that is Cam Talbot, twenty-seven. Stops through the 65 minutes of regulation time and overtime in the shootout. He makes a save and then uh, the second shot clipping off the post, and the Oilers get the 4 3 shootout win. All right, we got Daryl on the line as well. Daryl, thanks for chiming in.
5: Hello. Yeah, go Are ahead, Daryl. Hey, guys, I don't know where to start, man. I've been a lifelong Edmonton Oilers fan, born and raised there, man. I went and watched games when they were in the Everton Guard. 300 miles away or kilometers away in Calgary, there's a huge problem there, guys. And it's not the co well, Coach. Come on. I know your partner there says, oh, Hitchcock, he's a dinosaur, man. He doesn't let the light, young guy get a chance.
3: What's young guy?
5: It's big one. Kajula, Brady. Well, Kajula's Kajula.
3: not Kajula's not on the team.
5: I know he's not on the team. You traded him away for that batting.
3: Well, no, he did, no Hitch, Hitch, Hitch didn't trade, could you? No, el- he the did code? not.
5: Well, okay, we'll start no, with that. No, and both. I agree, and I agree that I it, thought that
3: he, was he, a bad trade. You know, I thought that was a bad trade.
5: That's a, I mean, Shirelli's a bad GM, let's face it, guys. You might as well get rid of him and Lowe, and all the guys in the front end office because it's been a 10-year problem. And I don't know if it's the order that says, okay, you guys are allowed you know, do what you want to do, but come on, Shirelli, look at the trades he's made. Is mo. You might. If you don't get rid of him, he might trade McDavid.
3: Well, they get pretty good players back if they traded <laughs> Connor.
2: I think Daryl, it's it's clear that the the GM is under fire, and uh, I think his future with the team is is very much in question. All right, the Oilers do win tonight, four three over the Florida Panthers in a shootout. Our next broadcast is going to be Saturday, when they host the Arizona Coyotes. Six thirty faceoff show. That game will start at eight, and of course you can get more on six thirty ched.com. Big thanks to Kellen Kennedy, our studio producer, back at six thirty ched, and to Troy, Poehler, uh, Troy Bowler, our engineer here at Rogers Place. Place. Oilers hockey has been presented by Osman Auction. You've been listening to Canadian Brewhouse Overtime Open Line. My name is Reed Wilkins. On behalf of Rob Brown, have a
1: great night.